0: Welcome to the Scandinavian Mind podcast. I'm Conrad Olsen, founder and editor-in-chief of Scandinavian Mind. My guest today is Johanna Öberg, CEO of Memira Eye Center. I wanted to talk to Johanna because I'm interested in the digitization and disruption of the healthcare industries. There is so much happening in this field, and I really think Scandinavian Mind need to be a part of it and cover it. In this episode, Johanna talks about digitizing the eye care industry, how all vision defects can be surgically removed within 30 minutes, how the eye could replace the fingerprint, and the challenges of creating a circular economy in the healthcare industry. The Scandinavian Mind podcast is a bi-weekly show about the intersection of lifestyle and technology. Every Wednesday, we publish an in-depth interview with an innovator from the worlds of design, fashion, beauty, mobility and tech. And every Friday we publish a panel talk or other behind-the-scenes content from the world of Scandinavian Mind. Don't forget to sign up to our newsletter to stay updated on the latest news and learn about upcoming talks and clubhouse sessions. Visit scandinavianmind.com newsletter. Here now, my conversation with Johanna Urbay. Enjoy. okay so i'm here with uh, johanna öberg ceo of memira eye center Mm. johanna i wanted to start perhaps on a personal note um you have a long-standing background in the media industry media business what brings a a media executive to the eye care industry all of a sudden
1: i have as you said 20 years experience in, in different executive positions in the media i thought that was very Interesting, I spent the last five years working only on transformation and digitalization, etc etc, uh, which comes in handy in many other industries these days. Um, I think I just decided that I wanted to see what it was like to explore other industries mm. so I just woke up one day and said, "Let me try something else and I did
0: and what drew you to Mimira and the- eye care industry?
1: I think that when I first came across Mimira, um, I wasn't particularly uh, familiar with the, with the business or the industry. But I looked at the service and the product and I felt that this is a really cool product that should um, have potential mm. to grow. Uh, pretty uh, underpenetrated in all the markets where we're present. so. Um, that was uh, what triggered me, I'd say and you said you had
0: worked a lot with sort of digital transformation before in the media. did you see the same opportunities here was there was it ripe for innovation or was it already things happening that you wanted to be part of?
1: Well, actually, I think that as in so many industries um, also the um, this industry uh, eye care business felt that Digitalization, transformation, that's something that happens to others. Mm. But we have a certain tangibility in our business that we cannot digitalize. Right. And, and I've seen that. Uh, I, I, I serve on a couple of boards in different industries. So I've seen it across industries. Everyone thinking that looks horrible, what's happened to those people. Mm. <sighs> we're so lucky it's not going to happen to us, and I think that that's what triggered me and intrigued me because i I had been through quite a few transformation processes, and I felt that that knowledge and experience uh, could be applicable here
0: mm. so when you got when you started working what were what some of the first things that you you know this this is what we need to focus on in terms of innovation or digitization
1: um I think first we had to sort of uh really state clearly that digitalization was one of our main pillars mm. in our uh, strategy uh, I think we started very um, basic with making sure that we we do have a digital roadmap uh, uh, what 's included what 's not included in that etc etc and and actually to be honest uh, that li- very little work on, on that arena had been done so we started off by sort of Preparing the organization for for change, mm. um, the the level of, of digitalization and, and um, experience was was pretty low. So so a couple of low hanging fruits. Uh, then a staffing app. of course, in in that uh, arena, I fairly quickly hired a CDO mm. responsible for the. Transformation program that we are running now. Uh, I've been here uh, three years now, uh, and, uh, and quite a lot has happened. But I think there's uh, a lot uh, to do, and still a long way to go.
0: So let's talk about some of the innovations in your field in terms of uh, both, uh, you know, you know, I guess connecting with the consumer, but also the types of. Um, I don't know if you call, maybe not call it services, but the care that you provide to your to your patients and and and, uh, and, and customers. I'm curious about what it is you see that you are developing right now.
1: I think when it comes to digitalization, I think there are, are three cornerstones in the reasons that we think that digital transformation is important. Mm. Uh, first and foremost, uh, customer experience. Uh, Regardless what industry you're uh, in touch with, in our case, iCare, but customers have very high expectations on the customer journey. Mm. Uh, Because you're used to uh, customer friendliness and and, uh, a digital awareness from your supplier, regardless if it's Mimira Eye Center or Netflix, we should deliver on very high expectations. Uh, We should also make it a lot easier uh, for uh, our customers to uh, have different touch points with us so customer experience is one Uh, then the second is obviously operational efficiency Um, we have 60 clinics across the nordics and uh, in the netherlands Uh, we cannot make sure that we have the full expertise in each of those 60 clinics what we can make sure and and Work to, to achieve is that we have full transparency uh, and that we sort of can become super efficient in terms of transferring knowledge uh, and data mm. uh, within the organization. And I think the third uh, cornerstone is being able to adapt quickly to new business models, uh, disruptive innovations, etc., which we can sort of take on and take in a, a lot easier once we are truly. Uh,
0: digitalized. Mm. I mean, our platform has the tagline "bridging lifestyle and technology." I always thought the eye care uh, industry was—you uh, sort of operate in a similar way because you you do have sort of a, your healthcare aspect of what you do. uh On the other hand, you recently acquired, uh, you know, Stood Optican which is uh, you know one of the sort of luxury uh, eyewear shops in in central Stockholm uh, selling, you know, top international fashion brands. uh. How do you see this uh, coming together? Why was it important to have this uh, studio optic in in your umbrella?
1: Because our vision is to be the eye partner for life Mm. for our customers. And throughout life, uh, your needs, when it comes to uh, eye care related issues, they change. So uh, we can actually, as the only Nordic player, say that we actually provide everything for the eye throughout uh, your lifespan. And that goes from um, the first uh, issues you might have as a baby, you can see one of our our doctors or, or orthoptists uh to your first glasses when you're nine uh to uh, uh, you want to get rid of your glasses when you're 20 something and you want to do laser surgery and uh, uh, then sunglasses providing with as you say the coolest uh, optical fashion and all the way through the the cataract surgery to to grandma and granddad. So so we can actually provide for everything. And I I think that that gives us uh, credibility because we, uh, and that was one one of the biggest changes I made to the strategy uh, when I arrived, because if we truly can provide everything, then you as a customer can be pretty sure that we will provide not only what's on our shelves, But what's right and best for you, because we have everything uh, on our shelves. So uh, I'm curious—the uh,
0: the, you know the 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 rate of how we use new technologies is, is you know growing exponentially, and I'm sure our use of screens has affected our our eyesight. You know, I certainly see it in myself, and you know my. Uh, my daughter just got her first reading glasses and so forth. Uh, can you talk a little bit about uh, how, this, uh, how you see this uh, changing in, in, the, in the general public?
1: We see that a lot. Uh, we also have uh, the, the biggest eye care uh, professional place for children mm. in, in uh, Stockholm. Uh, where our doctors and, and uh, other specialists, uh, they really uh, they can really tell that this has changed rapidly over mm. the last uh, 10 years um, it's called I don't even know the, the English word mm. for it, but that is growing uh, worryingly in, in mm. the younger generation and that's why it's so important to uh, take care of your eyes because most of us we go to the dentist every year Um, but uh, your general well-being isn't as closely linked to uh, your health of your teeth as it is to your eyes Mm. so so it's it's a bit uh, overlooked i would say uh, the importance uh, for for your general well-being um, to take care of your eyes. And we sort of want, want to fill that space and provide that.
0: So how do you see that? So, so should everyone go uh, like every year to check up their eyes? They similar should to definitely. Really, yeah?
1: Definitely. Because uh, again, um, a, a problem with a tooth won't, won't really change your life, mm. uh, but a problem to your sight or, or an eye health related problem that can really change your life. Mm. And in the other hand, uh, it, can, it can make your life so much better if you really want to get rid of your glasses. Uh, you should do that. That's mm. something you should you'd invest in because it gives you a greater extent of freedom in your life, I'd say
0: should the, and you think people should be more aware of their eyesight in terms of you know one of the things i'm thinking about when when i uh you know in in summer when I'm, i spend spend my time in the archipelago and uh, i'm i'm off the screen more and i i realize i get better eyesight yeah. in, in you know in the in, in the the longer distances and it's almost like the eye is a muscle that you have to train, yeah. is that a perspective one should have with, with the eyes or, or is it different?
1: I think, I think in general, uh, as I said, I think you should uh, take care of your, your eyes uh, the way and your sight and your vision the way you take care of the rest of your body.
0: Mm. So I mean, in in many ways, we're kind of living in the future now in terms of what can be done from a from a sort of surgical and health aspect. Uh, Do we even need glasses today, or or uh, could that be eliminated totally?
1: Most people don't need glasses unless they really want them. Uh, We turn down for clinical reasons approximately. 15 to 18% of the people who come to us and say, I really want to get rid of, of my glasses. And then they might be, obviously, we do very, very thorough uh, and, and, and experienced examinations on each eye. But what we say, uh, all vision defects mm. can uh, be handled, but not all eyes. So, um, unless you think it's really cool to have a pair of fashionable glasses. You don't have to have your glasses which is such a freedom if you can have your cool glasses uh, every once in a while but when you dive or when you play tennis or uh, when you're out hiking you don't need them
0: Mm. and it's that because they're contacts or is it because you can surgically remove whatever
1: uh... you can surgically remove uh, all vision defects but again not all eyes right Right. Um, and that's what sort of intrigued me with this uh, job in the first place. Um, as I said, the penetration of our service is fairly low compared mm. to uh, the level of uh, vision problems out there. Uh, and, and most people uh, get glasses in the first place, uh, not because they want, because they, but because they need and then we're, uh, we're a great op- option to those who don't want to. Hmm.
0: So, um, you, obviously you are active here in, in the Nordics and you, you're making great progress. So if you look internationally to perhaps other players, other actors out there, uh, are there forerunners that you're looking at that are really sort of doing stuff that you're not able to do yet? Or, or you know, is there something out there that you're looking, looking forward to implementing in your, in your organization?
1: Now actually the other way around, we've been front runner and a lot of of, uh, large clinics uh, globally have uh, have come to us. We have a very big uh, quality department who does a lot of uh, research. We have, uh, we share our clinical data Mm. with a lot of other global players and since um, as for example with u s or, or Canadian players their FDA approval processes takes much longer time right. uh, for for new material or or, or new uh, devices uh, then many of them have come to us to for for both training and and uh, to be uh, influenced by us
0: okay so let me ask the question the other way around then what do they come to you for? what are some of the innovations that you are in the forefront of that they are looking? looking for here in the Nordics and at Mimura?
1: It's both in, ter- in terms of, of uh, material and, and, and that's not developed by us, of course, mm. because we have suppliers who, who, who provide that. But what we do and what we can do is, is large um, clinical testing mm. uh, to that. But what I foresee coming next is the connectivity, uh, connecting all uh, our already pretty high level in terms of technology gear because i mean we're pretty it's it's pretty high tech that you can walk into one of our clinics and 30 minutes later uh your uh, your uh vision problem is gone right. that uh, in in itself laser surgery is super high tech mm. uh but then connecting all the um all the images uh, the measurements, the data, I think that's the next big thing that we're working a lot on and that, that a lot of people are, are um, both coming to us to, to get our knowledge, but also we share that with, with uh, many players globally. How do we get the best results uh, of, out of, of this connectivity? And obviously also using the data that we're collecting in some, some AI Uh, environment Mm.
0: so where do you see that going how can we use the data to how how would that you know make life better for the uh, for your for your customer or
1: patient I think that that in general we can be even uh, more we can customize each Mm. uh, service even more to each uh, patient or customer based on a large amount of data and that's what we're looking at getting the the right service or product for each customer.
0: Because I would imagine each eye is sort of like a fingerprint, right? It has to be unique.
1: Exactly. But there are also many, many similarities. And if Mm. we can sort of of get all that data together, then we'll also be able to to extract from that big data the little details that is the the right thing for each and every person.
0: Do you look at all, I mean, I was going to ask a question about if you look 10 years into the future, what do you see, what kind of innovations you see, I mean, uh, there, there are certain uh, you know, you know, developments right now in terms of uh, neurological um, implants and stuff like that, uh, I've seen reports of, you know, um, we uh, look at this sort of VR space. Yeah. We're going to go from these sort of headsets to perhaps lenses. Implementing the lenses and yeah. Well, to perhaps just implementing the the, the visual signals right yeah. into the brain. Uh, do you follow this at all? I'm, I'm curious. I, I
1: follow it, but I think that somebody at Google is probably better at answering what's the next big thing right. In, right. in in, in <laughs> ten to twenty years. But we follow it, and mm. I think that there's a. Uh, there is a lot of innovation obviously out there uh, and, and what we want to do is for, for our customers provide a better life right uh, and, and there are many ways of of, of doing that
0: mm. so i'm curious uh, i mean obviously that uh, must affect you know you know enhance people 's experiences and so forth, but also put strain on on the eyes the, the more we use these sort of technologies, going back to the screens yeah. and everything yeah. yeah. But... Maybe we'll see where we, where we end up there.
1: Yeah, but, and, and I also think it's, uh, I mean, research is, is huge in the field, but I think that we will see even more investment into into specifically eye care because, right. uh, uh, again, uh, it's uh, it's such a big part of our well-being. Mm.
0: So let's talk about this difficult year, 2020, which when we're recording this is soon to be over. Luckily. Uh, (laughs) Thankfully, perhaps. But, you know, I mean, we see a lot of uh, industries changing this year and some are making huge leaps forward. Uh, There are talks of of sort of the health tech space being uh, one of the sort of accelerants. Uh, but I'm sure. So I'm I'm curious to to hear from your perspective what what has been the challenges. I'm sure there are many since you have these sort of uh, you, you provide a service that requires people to go there physically. Yeah. But I'm also curious to see if you see any um, opportunities here and has this accelerated your 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 rate of innovation or how you deal with uh, deal with your business at all.
1: I think luckily when we started 2020, we had already started to invest and and implement our transformation journey Mm. Uh, that uh, made this made it a little easier for us it's been hard of course Mm. Um, what i do see is uh, that uh, those who exist in our industry and they exist in every industry those people who said no it's not really needed we don't really need to invest those don't speak as loudly anymore, oh. uh, which is good. And I also see that the connectivity I talked about, making sure that we work much more efficiently and, and share the data uh, without necessarily being physically right. there, is is uh, that has speeded up. Uh, as you said, generally in, in the, the healthcare uh, slash health tech uh industry uh, a lot of innovation has um, gone even quicker due to thanks to uh, covid and that's uh, obviously also the case for for the the our part of mm. the health tech uh, business
0: mm. do you think people are going to be able to do their own sort of uh, eye testing at home in the future will, will that technology move into the, the residential
1: space Uh, absolutely and and there are players out there already testing it out and 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 I can't really see why it it shouldn't be uh, the case Mm. uh, since that is doable in in many other arenas then uh, of course certain things uh, will still for many years to come uh, be needed to to do uh, physically but that first touch point, that first test, that, that uh, uh, initial uh, steps towards maybe uh, lens exchange or, or, or laser surgery can definitely uh, be done uh, digitally in, in not a too far future. Mm.
0: I'm curious, uh, i just going to bring up the word, word sustainability into the mix here, into the conversation. Uh, obviously this is important for the, the way we, we cover in many industries, but, but uh, I, I'm sure it's, it's, uh, it's, it's on your mind somehow. So how, how do you tackle this issue and what are the sort of uh, challenges when it comes to that in, in your industry?
1: I think sustainability, obviously, is, is on everybody's mind uh, these days, and, and uh, no less in in, in our uh, world. Um, when it comes to to sort of making sure to to be able to deliver to circular economy mm. uh, in the healthcare industry, uh, it, it's it's challenging because lots of investments in in sterile environment, etc., etc has to be done so so we are we are constantly uh looking at it one way we see it is that the the, the tons of plastic in contact lenses mm. uh that is just flushed down toilets everywhere in in the world that could be uh that could be handled through uh laser Red, surgery reduced, or, or, it, yeah. or, or lens exchange uh, it's a tiny aspect but it's still an aspect yeah
0: that's fascinating so so uh, what, what's on your mind now going into a, a new year what are what, uh, what are the most important things to work at uh, in the more short term for you
1: um from from a company perspective i think it it's about uh growing our two new business areas which is is optical retail as you mentioned we uh, recently acquired uh, a couple of, of stores uh, also focusing on our I healthcare business, uh, which, as we've talked about, becomes a, a bigger and bigger need for, for more and more people. Um, and especially now, uh, after COVID, uh, where uh, there is a, a sort of a debt in, in many procedures mm. that have not been performed due to COVID, I think uh, many healthcare uh, providers will be able to to um, provide to to that uh, in in 2021 and 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 obviously also making sure that we i, I felt uh, as many people a bit scared in the beginning of covid how how harsh and hard will this really affect our business mm uh but what we've seen is that we have a service where, and, and we have products who are really resilient in spite of of the pandemic mm. um so from, from our perspective we want to build further on that and continue our growth journey
0: So you're optimistic about the future?
1: Yes, I am.
0: Good. Johanna CEO of Mamira Eye Center. Thank you so much for speaking to me.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: You've been listening to the Scandinavian Mind podcast with me, Conrad Olsen. This show was edited by Erik Sedin. If you like what you heard, follow us on your preferred podcast app like Spotify or Apple Podcasts. To get the latest news, insights and invites to upcoming events, sign up to our newsletter just go to scandinavianmind.com to become part of our movement